In today's episode, I will provide you with seven reasons why you might need to create additional document libraries on your SharePoint site. Welcome to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you are an end user, power user, or administrator, frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes happening in SharePoint Online and Office 365, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, you can expect easy, insightful, and actionable steps that will help you correctly set up and adapt to SharePoint and Office 365. And now, your host, Greg Zelfand. Hello again, this is Greg Zoltan from SharePoint Maven, and welcome to episode number 33 of SharePoint Maven podcast. So today, I would like to talk about document libraries, specifically the number of them on a SharePoint site. One of the most frequent questions I usually hear is, how many document libraries should we have on our site? What are the scenarios? What are the use cases that will make us create additional document libraries? So let me explain. First, I want to define what a document library is. All right. Uh, when you create a site, a brand new site, doesn't matter, communication site, a team site, uh, it doesn't really matter again. You end up, of course, with a site, uh, which is a workspace, right, where you can store all sorts of information. And one of the types of information is, of course, documents. Now, each and every site, by default, has one document library. What is a document library? It's essentially a file and cabinet, an electronic file and cabinet that allows you to organize your files and folders. The analogy would be kind of a regular file and cabinet, right? I'm sure you have in your offices, all right? What do you have inside of those file and cabinets? Well, you have files and folders. Same thing in SharePoint. In SharePoint, we have uh, a document library and a document library is essentially an electronic file and cabinet uh, that we have in SharePoint. Think of it as a kind of a middle layer between a site and your files and folders. So when we upload documents to SharePoint, we really don't upload them to uh, directly, I guess, to a SharePoint site. We put them inside of the document library that resides on that SharePoint site. And again, by default, each and every site, every time you create a new site, you only get one document library. You get a default document library that is created, and that's all. And of course, you can create additional document libraries, and that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Why would you need to create additional document libraries? So as promised, here are the seven reasons. I counted at least seven reasons why you would need, you might need to create additional document libraries. Reason number one, volume of documents you have to store. This happens to be probably the primary reason why you would need to create additional document libraries. Now, when I say volume of data, I don't mean gigabytes. All right, SharePoint can handle some really large volumes of data. Uh, what I'm talking about is the number, the number of files and folders you have to store on your SharePoint site. What I'm referring to is this famous 5,000 view item limit. Now, I actually recently published uh, an article on my blog about this uh, uh, 5,000 view item limit and how to handle it. Uh, but just to summarize it for you, in the past, um, when we uh, had this limit and we had this limit uh, since uh, SharePoint 2010, in the past, if you put more than 5,000 uh, items, let's say files and folders into a library, it pretty much became unusable. Luckily, with modern SharePoint, with modern document libraries, this is no longer the case. You can definitely put more than 5,000 documents and everything will build right. However, uh, you still don't want to overwhelm the library. You still don't want to dump it all into a single library on the SharePoint site. 
And as you put more information, as you load more and more documents and folders uh, into your document library, uh, there will be some negative consequences. Your library uh, will become slower and slower. It will be harder for you to um, you know, uh, find stuff, for users to search. Uh, it, uh, you will experience issues with synchronization. And once you go above 100,000 items in your document library um, or a folder, you will not be able to set unique permissions for that library or folder. So the bottom line is, while you can put more than uh, many more files than 5,000 into a library, you still don't want to stay kind of within some reasonable limits. There is really no magic number I can give you and tell you, hey, if you go above you know, 40,000 or 50,000 mark, it will be trouble. Uh, I usually recommend my clients to stay below 20 to 30,000 uh, documents uh, in, the, in the document libraries. Uh, and it's not a scientific number by any means, but I have seen some clients of mine which had high numbers uh, that uh, started to see some issues uh, you know, with, uh, uh, with the performance, uh, synchronization, et cetera. So just to recap, uh, again, one of the primary reasons why you would need to create additional libraries is the volume of information. So if you have, you know, let's say 100,000, 200,000 files, which is obviously uh, not uncommon these days, make sure to split them up, you know, create additional libraries. There is really no limit on libraries you can have on a SharePoint site. So, you know, create five or six libraries, spread your content apart. Reason number two on why you would need to create additional document libraries is security. I always recommend my clients that if you have unique security, it's always best to create a separate site. However, um, you know, to be frank, right, in some cases, it might be an overkill. Let's say maybe I have, uh, I don't know, a project site or finance site, and I have all the documents uh, been accessible by all the team members, but there is maybe a subset of documents that I only want uh, management, few folks from leadership management uh, to be able to access, and that's pretty much it. Now, of course, you can create just maybe a subfolder somewhere, right, with unique permissions, but it might not be a bad idea to create an additional document library and set unique permissions there. And this way, right, it just will be a totally separate space and um, with its own set of folders and files, uh, which will be pretty much restricted, not visible, not accessible by anyone else. So if you need to uh, set unique security on a subset of documents, all right, and you have, a, let's say, a bunch of you know, files and folders, and you need to restrict them all, uh, it might not be a bad idea at all to create a second and additional library just for that uh, use case. Reason number three why you would need to create additional libraries is metadata. Of course, out of the box, you know, by default, right, when you get a document library, you can create folders and upload information and folders and subfolders. Uh, I, I'm sure you know how to do that. Um, but also you can create metadata, right? Essentially the columns on the document library that will allow you to tag assigned labels to your files that you upload into a given library. Now, when you add metadata to a library, right, the metadata is defined at the library level. In other words, uh, if I create a column called client and let's say another column called document type, both of these columns will be applicable to the whole library. That means that anything I upload into that library, any files I upload into that library, I would need to tag them to these two pieces of metadata. But let's say I have only a subset of documents that really kind of uh, this metadata applies to, right? Some client maybe documentation. 
if I have uh, a bunch of folders and subfolders, uh, right, kind of all uh, combined together, uh, and you know this this client documents among them, it's just not going to make sense uh, to have it all in one library because again, uh, metadata will only be applicable to maybe uh, a subset of documents, a particular maybe you know folder with a bunch of documents underneath, uh, and for everything else, it uh, really will not apply; will be blank. So to keep it uh, nicely organized and not to confuse anyone, it would be really beneficial to create a separate library. Uh, just for metadata. So you would have your one library with metadata and all the client you know, documentation, right? And uh, your metadata, like let's say client name and document type, uh, and that will be nicely organized. And then everything else that uh, does not need to be tagged, you know, could reside in a second library uh, where you could just utilize, you know, good old folders. Reason number four on why you would need or might need to create additional document libraries um, is a unique type of content. Look, just like in real life, right, in the real world, uh, you don't usually stuff uh, everything, all your paperwork into one single file and cabinet. Well, I hope you don't. If you want to keep it nicely organized, right, uh, I'm sure if I were to come into your office, right, you might have maybe a file and cabinet for receipts, a file and cabinet for invoices, a file and cabinet for some legal agreements, etc., etc. And the reason why you do that most likely is right. You you just want to be organized a little bit better. Same idea with SharePoint with SharePoint document libraries. If you have unique content and you just want it nicely and neatly organized, why not create additional libraries? Why not create additional file and cabinets? So again, you could split your you know your electronic files like invoices and uh, contracts and uh, other documents into separate buckets into separate document libraries reason number five on why you might need to create additional libraries is workflow if you decide to automate uh, some of your processes let's just say for example um, again you have a library of contracts or maybe you have a library of uh, company policies and you want to um, you know, create some sort of automation, let's say an approval process on those documents. Well, it would be best if these documents reside in a separate library. And why? And again, the reason is because uh, we, when you create a workflow, right, you typically, uh, just like metadata, right, you typically create it on a given site, on a given document library. It is tied to a particular, particular document library. So as you build your workflow, and in Power Automate, specify the site and specify the document library. Um, the workflow typically, right, typically applies to all the content that is inside of the document library. Uh, and again, if let's say you only want to build a workflow on uh, policies, right, uh, some sort of approval, you don't want to impact anything else uh, that you have within that library, you know, because you don't need to obtain approvals on some, uh, you know, kind of regular documents you upload there then again, it would be really beneficial if you create a separate library just for that purpose. Reason number six why you might be prompted to create additional library or libraries is retention and records management. In modern SharePoint, of course, we can uh, create retention policies, retention uh, labels, uh, record management labels, where we can retain certain content, uh, let's say for a period of time or designate it as a record. For that, of course, you would need to uh, define your retention policies, your retention labels, 
and uh, Office 365 Compliance Center. And the cool thing about those labels, this uh, retention, those compliance labels, is that you can apply them uh, at different levels. You can apply them uh, to a particular file. You can also apply them to a particular folder and all the contents underneath, or you can apply them to a specific document library and obviously all the content in contents inside of it. So if we have a site and lots and lots of content and maybe part of it should be designated as a record or should be retained, uh, let's say again, you have some, I don't know, some legal agreements, uh, some uh, tax related documents that let's say should be retained for seven years. Uh, it would be best if you organize again, have a separate library uh, just for those documents. And this way uh, you can apply the retention labels the the retention policies just to that specific library and not to anything else you have on your site reason number seven and this is the last reason i was able to come up with on why you would need to create additional document libraries has to do with microsoft teams so when you create a new team in teams obviously it creates a team uh, but behind the scenes it also creates what's called a microsoft 365 group right this is the group that is tied to uh, the team, obviously, as well as a SharePoint site that is uh, gets created behind the scenes, as well as you know Planner and Outlook uh, Calendar and a bunch of other stuff. Now, Teams, of course, Microsoft Teams uh, do not handle files. All right, uh, that's done in SharePoint. So when you upload your files to Microsoft Teams, they uh, end up in a SharePoint site in a document library that resides on that SharePoint site that is connected to Microsoft Teams but they don't just end up in SharePoint, they're organized via channel folders. So when you create a new team, right, you get a general channel uh, in Microsoft Teams. That's a default channel uh, that you cannot even remove. And then of course you can create additional uh, channels. Uh, I'm of course talking about standard channels you can create. You know, Maybe you want to create, a, I don't know, a, let's say a business requirements channel and a legal channel, You know, whatever channels you want to create however you want to split your conversations in Microsoft Teams. But what ends up happening behind the scenes, if you go then navigate to the SharePoint site, to that document library on, on that SharePoint site that is connected to Teams, for each and every channel you create in Teams, you get a folder. And that folder would reside on a default document library called Documents that ultimately resides on the SharePoint site. So let's say you created a new team, and of course by default it, had, uh, it has a general channel by default, right? And let's say you created four more channels, then you would end up with a total of five channels. And again, if you navigate to a SharePoint site uh, and the document library, uh, the default document library, you will notice five channel folders that are created automatically as well. And each and every time you upload documents to a given channel in Microsoft Teams, that's where the files will be uploaded to. They will be uploaded to uh, that particular folder uh, on a SharePoint site on, the, on that default document library. Now, if you want to organize your documents by the types of conversations you have within Microsoft Teams, then uh, everything is cool, all right? However, however, if you have a specific folder hierarchy you want to maintain, let's say for your project, all right? Or maybe you're migrating a bunch of data from on-prem you know, file shares uh, or on-prem SharePoint, right? You want to migrate it uh, to, to a given SharePoint site, to your team site, well, guess what, right? If you uh, migrate those uh, files and folders, they will all be totally mixed up with the channel folders. So if you want to maintain a, a nicely organized, clean kind of 
you know, uh, folder hierarchy uh, that you have in mind, uh, you would need to create a separate document library. Uh, so those files, those folders, that folder hierarchy is not mixed up uh, with your channel folders that you get uh, by default uh, within uh, within uh, uh, the SharePoint site within the default document library. So I always recommend uh, to my clients uh, to to pretty much uh, keep uh, keep the, the default document library, leave it alone, uh, keep it for kind of the team conversations, right? And uh, uh, and uh, you know essentially any file uploads within the channel channels within Microsoft Teams, and then create additional libraries to maintain the, that uh, folder hierarchy or metadata, uh, however you wish to organize your files. Uh, in those separate document libraries. And of course, if you have additional document libraries created on that site, uh, you can just uh, link them up, connect them as tabs uh, from within uh, uh, from within the, the various channels within Microsoft Teams. So uh, by default, right, uh, the users will be able to, to access the default library, uh, the, the default you know, channel folder by clicking on the files tab, and then uh, there might be some other tabs you know, uh, on that particular channel uh, within uh, within a team uh, to, to allow users to access uh, other document libraries as well. So that's all I wanted to cover in this particular episode. Uh, I provided you with seven reasons on why you might need to create additional document libraries. There might be some other reasons as well. If I missed any, let me know. Drop me an email, greg at sharepointmaven.com. We'll be really happy to hear from you. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Hope to see you on my blog, sharepointmaven.com, and talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the SharePoint Maven podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. 